0: y'all. Um, I'm excited for the new year because the last quarter of last year was just a lot on year girl. And I'm just ready for like a refresh, a restart. So there's something different. Um, so I feel good. I, I was asking Eric how new year went and I'm like, well, damn, it's only been three days. So hopefully everybody first couple days have been awesome. And if it haven't, Hopefully tomorrow you'll wake up and do a restart and restart as much as possible. Even if it's 90 days in, 200 days in, every day that you wake up, you have a chance to do better the day before, than the day before. So there's that. So I've been going for the holidays. Honestly, my holiday was really quiet. I worked throughout. I know everybody's like, oh, I was off for two weeks now. I just was off for the holidays. I worked, um, throughout the holidays and honestly, if you are a millennial and you don't have children, take, don't take off during the holidays because everybody else is taking off. Save your time for after the holiday or right before, but like during that week where it's like between Christmas and New Year's, nobody's at work, you can get as much work done There's nobody bothering you. You don't have to talk to anyone. It's literally, and then when you come back, when everybody comes back, you take vacation and you let them catch up on all the damn work that they did, that they missed out on. It takes people like two weeks to get back normal. And by the time you're back from your little time off, you'll be perfect. So that's the new goal. That's what you should do next year. Now, do I have any goals this year? Every goal that I have is probably goals I had in the past. And a lot of them are just internally things that I'ma continuously work on. You know, I think that sometimes your body is screaming for you, like to do to change something up. And I feel like my body has been screaming at me a lot, my spirit, my discernment. And I woke up and I blocked several people. <laughs> And in 2020 because twenty'cause I'm just like you know you just wake up and you get sick of your own shit and you get sick of dealing with things and people and um trying to see the best in every situation, and it's just like, you know what, clean slate, I'm gonna leave these people in twenty twenty three If you left me in twenty twenty three congratulations, God bless, Godspeed, I wish you well. That does not mean you get to come back around. Leave me where you left me, you know, and I'm going to leave you alone. I'm not going to call back. I'm going to try to bring you in, pull you in. That's not going to happen. Um, This year also, I really, guys, to be honest, I really, really have to get rid of this imposter syndrome that I had. Um, and that is what would be the detriment of me and my mental state. Because I stop myself from soaring because I think, like, it's not in reach, you know? And shit is definitely in reach. And I talk myself out of shit. And I try to tell myself no before other people tell me no. And I rarely ever get a no. Maybe a not right now, but rarely ever a no. So, um... That is my ultimate goal this year. Also, just trying to continuously build this podcast. Um, I know, you know, podcasting it has been fun for me and I really do enjoy it. But I feel like there's so many other lanes we can go into and grow into together. And I am just want to like push forward on doing those things. Like, we started here with the podcast, and let's take this shit up a notch and um, see what else we can do. So, I'm excited about that. Um, During the time out, it was a lot of crap, and people brought a lot of bullshit into the new year. I didn't, but everybody didn't get that message, so we'll um, chat about that. So, I... I want you guys to follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow because I'm always posting the stories because I always want you guys' opinions, your thoughts, and all of that good stuff. So I shared a tweet in our stories, and the question was, what's the common downfall of friendships? So these are reader, these are listener responses. So um I want you guys to hear it and then I'll discuss you guys' um So, again, the question is, what's the common downfall of friendships? Um, Someone said, repeatedly choosing ancient partners over genuine friends. Um, I agree with that. I think sometimes um, some people, especially women, learn how to be wives and girlfriends, but don't necessarily learn how to be a friend. So therefore, they're not even understanding that they're choosing someone over you. They just doing what feels natural, and because they're sacrificing for this love. And we have been conditioned to think that like we're supposed to ride or die, and you're supposed to go through so much shit in a relationship just so that that person can suddenly realize your worth. And I'm here to tell you, nobody's gonna realize your worth if you don't realize your worth. And that friend that you left in a corner is probably always thought you were worthy and great. And um, you kind of just took them for granted because you were taught that um, partners are the center of your life. So um, I do agree with that. I think uh, relationships definitely come into play with friendships Um, with males too. I've seen it happen. Um, someone said being male centered, not value in investing in friendships. Um, that's pretty that's true. That pretty much goes with the first one. But instead with the investing in friendships, I think that is a key in so many things. I think people will work on their communication for their friend for their relationship, work on how they see things for their relationship, change things about themselves for their relationship pour into their relationships, communicate, do all of that good stuff, show up, bend over backwards, um, rarely ever receive anything. But in their friendships, they just feel like friendship should be natural and it shouldn't be um any work involved. And with that, I always say every relationship decides a bit of work. I have been extremely burnt out Um, And I'll talk about that later in the show. I have been extremely burnt out this last year. um, Dealing with my own things. Different people in my life have had different circumstances happen. And um, I literally was talking to one of my good friends who has their own storm that they're battling. And she called to check in. And she was just like, oh, I meant to call you yesterday. I apologize. I was like, you know. One thing I realized is that we're all going through some shit and it's all crazy and it's all chaotic. And one thing is not more or less chaotic than the other. And everybody's just doing the best they can to check in and make sure to see if there's anything you could do to help. Or to make sure that you're checking in just to see how someone's doing and be a listening ear or whatever. So when people try to tell you like, Hey, I you know, I don't have it, I don't got time. People make time when they can and when they and you know, in their special circumstances, everybody's not equipped to do it, but some most people are. You know, those friend that's when I realized this year that those friendships where we're all going through some type of shit and we're all still checking in, making sure people good having a conversation, making time for one another, sending a text there, a text here, flowers here. You know, hey, I was at a health store. I picked this up for you. Oh, hey, I saw this article. Check this out. This might help you. Whatever it is made a big-ass difference this year. You know, oh, hey, let's chick chat about these reality shows because our reality is just crazy, and we don't want to talk about it, but... I could get a couple of chuckles when I haven't been smiling much lately. That makes a huge difference, and that is an investment. There is times where I'm dead ass tired, but because I know I haven't checked on someone, I will sit there and say, hey, let me send a text. Let me give a call just to see, you know, put a little, spare a little bit of my 24 hours just to see if they were cool, you know, and those that received it did. And those that didn't, didn't. And with that being said, knowing that I had such great friendships this year and knowing that I had so much support from women this year in general, it made me be like, I don't want shit from like a relationship that can't do just as well as my friendships, my relationships with my female family members, my best friends, my supporters. Um, I didn't want to have any romantic relationships with men that just could not value me or think about me in a way that the women surrounding me did, you know? Like if I'm saying like, this is some real shit happening and my friends that got their own shit can check in on me, but a man could just be like, Hey, what you doing all day? No, that's not really what I need. Um, I also see another message that says, "Being the neutral friend." Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Where I think sometimes it's that bystander syndrome that we have seen, and um, I talked about it before on a podcast where, um, bystander syndrome is basically I'm gonna look at I'm gonna read the de- definition. And then I'll, uh, you know, whatever. The bystander effects occurs when the presence of others discourage an individual from intervening in an emergency situation, against a bully or during an assault or other crime. The greater number of bystanders, the less likely it is for anyone to provide help to the person in distress, because you're waiting for somebody else to do it, right? Or because you don't want to want the same results. Um that the person that is being assaulted or bullied or, you know, whatever is experiencing. So let's say um, you have two friends, you're kind of in the middle, and one friend is, like, gaslighting another and kind of dogging them out and alienating them. You have an opinion about it, but you're like, that's between y'all, I ain't got nothing to do with it. So you accept the... You 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 stand back and you watch this friendship crumble when you could be someone that says something and say, hey, you know that's not cool, y'all friends, work it out. But what you're doing is not cool. Talk about what your problem. A lot of people don't want to do that because they don't want to experience that same treatment. Or um or when two people have um I also see when people when that instead. I've experienced that a lot lately, and I realize a lot of people relate to, relate to this. And I'm also very sensitive right now about who I have around me because this is the type of person I don't need around me. I don't need the person that's like, well, they didn't do nothing to me. So I'm going to go out of my way to be cool with somebody I really don't have to be cool with, right? So, like, my ex... He did me bad, right? Let's say my ex did me bad. You became cool with him because that's my ex, right? And you're cool with him, or y'all speak high by whatever. Y'all don't, y'all ain't cool. It's high by you still follow him on socials. I ain't tell you to unfollow him, but like you commenting on his pictures, you you know you saying happy birthday. You you congratulating him on his new baby. Like, you doing some real joe shit where it's like, no, he ain't do you bad, but I'm your best friend. And he, he did me real bad. He cheated on me with the bitch that he done had this baby with. Or he treated me like shit the entire time. And the entire time I was with him, you were telling me I deserve better. But then when I went to deserve better, you stayed complacent and trying to be in this nigga good graces. That's the type of shit I've been noticing with people, too. Is that type of neutral. Oh, well, he didn't do me nothing. He didn't do nothing to me. Oh, okay. But this isn't, like, your cousin. This isn't somebody you were best friends with. This is somebody that you are acquaintances through me. So it's like, no, I, I peeped that, too with people um, going out their way to have relationships with people they don't need to have a relationship with. And, and nobody saying, you know, beef with no damn body. It's just, like, me, I'm going to tell you right now, if I ain't meet you on my own, if that ain't, like, my cousin, that man ain't my cousin, my brother, you know, somebody I have to do with, or that friend ain't, like, that's your friend, and we cool because we're both your friend and there's a falling out. It's a high and buy thing for me. I'll still follow you on socials, but, like, I'm not going out my way for that friendship because we were never, like, we had a mutual friend. Like, I'm not beefing with you either, but I would never go out my way for shit. I hate when people do that. Like, I'm not going out my way. I'm not going to, like, draw. Like, I've experienced that a lot lately. In different ways and what I realize is people just want to get chose no matter how they want to be a part of whatever like people will put themselves in the most awkward positions just to be invited to some shit don't even understand you would be surprised but I realize that is where a lot of friendships and relationships fall apart um I also see someone else it's another message Communication, I think communication is like one of the number ones because everybody is so tough, but nobody's confrontational. Nobody can say how the hell they feel and stand on it. Everybody just feel away but can't can't describe their feelings and also feeling like their feeling is fit. Everybody, I can feel like, all right, let's say this. I can feel like this, right? Somebody at work coughed near me and I was eating my food. Now I feel like all of your sickness particles is on my food and you're trying to harm me now because you want me to get sick. You probably is thinking, oh shit, I didn't mean to cough. But I'm not trying to mean no harm to her. But I feel like you are. So because I feel like you're trying to kill me and get me sick, I then, because now I'm like, oh, yeah, you're trying to kill me and get me sick. I feel that way, but that ain't a fact. The fact of the matter is you was drinking water, it went down the wrong pipe, and you coughed. That's fact. I don't, my feelings are not facts, you know? Um... And being as though people feel like feelings are fixed, but for some reason can't, you know, describe that feeling, it gets awkward. you just just like, oh, yeah, I feel this way, so I'm going to move around different. And when you start moving around different and a person peep that you moving differently and then they don't want to be bothered, they're like, oh, okay, well, you're moving different. Don't play the victim later. Because if I peeped how you moved, I might not have said nothing, but I peeped it. And you did enough overtly stuff for me to be like, oh, okay. I me, mean, that's it. Because you could have communicated how you felt in the beginning, but instead you started moving weird and doing passive-aggressive things to get a reaction so that you could then tell me about that feeling you had about a month ago. I don't give a shit either way. Um accountability accountability is one because most times especially in female friendships when we're dating men we're oftentimes the better of the communicators so there's very rarely ever things we gotta really take accountability for because we're rarely ever like the person in the complete wrong like there's a reason to our madness you know sometimes so with female friendships and with your friends or whatever, you know, I, this is girl talk, y'all. So with your friends, y'all might all be really good communicators in relationships. So if you can't tell me how you feel about the friendship because you're like, oh, you know, whatever, or I don't want to apologize because I'm never wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm this. I'm that. No, you're wrong. One thing with me. I I don't always take accountability right fast, right? But I will apologize. And once I understand the detriment of a situation, I do take accountability. There are very honest, there are people that have gotten an apology, surprisingly so, because I'm very rarely ever fucking wrong. But there are plenty of people who have gotten an apology out of me based off of Not my intent, but how they receive certain things. Or based how I had to defend, had to protect myself and how it affected them. I very much apologize for a lot, right? However, I feel like most people do not take accountability for the things that they've done. I had a friendship where we just stopped talking, we stopped being cool. Um well we wasn't even not being cool. It's just it was distance drawn and I didn't really understand it but I also peeped that the friendship was no longer on the same lane and the same path. They were way over on the other side and I just assumed like, oh, okay, they either going through something or we grew apart. And I was fine with it, you know, because I feel like is we grow and we become, you know, women and we grow into our womanhood, our goals, our morals, our thoughts. Um, It's no longer going to always be the same and everybody can't go with you, right? But I'm very much a person where it's just like, you know, it is what it is. I wish you the best. I'll still speak to you. But like, once it starts getting a little too distant, I talked about this before. Once it gets real distant, then it's just distant and don't ask me for my business i uh, probably not going to go to lunch to you. It's given very much. Like a picture on Instagram. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. God bless. And probably Happy New Year if you text me first. Because I don't be texting too many people on New Year's Day. Because I be trying to sleep. Um, basically, it was just distance drawing. And it got so awkward that I got to the point where it just was like... It ain't much conversation left to be had. Like, it's not even, you know, that serious. Like, there's no really reconciling it at this point. It's just two people that can once call each other really good friends, right? Best friends or whatever you want to say. Um. Then they just, like, followed me, um, followed me on social media one day real randomly, blocked me. This was before you could remove people as a follower they, like, blocked me and unblocked me so that I wasn't following them and they weren't following me. And at first I was going to reach out and be like, hey, like, what's up? But then I said, you know, to do that, that's a very bold statement. And being as though you made that statement, I'm going to let you stand on it and I'm going to move forward with my life because at least, you know, I don't have anybody around me even lurking on a page that don't want mean well for me, right? When I guess like over a year, maybe two years passed and they reached out out to me to reconcile, I brought up the fact that, you know, you blocked me and unblocked me on social media. The person talked about every single thing, but they kept going past it and I'm just like, and didn't asking me, they don't, like, why do I think we're not friends? Like, what happened with, like, asking me what happened with our friendship? When I didn't pull the trigger, you know, I felt gaslit. And I felt like there was a lack of accountability there. When all you had to say was, this, this, that, and the third happened." Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was just in my fee-fee's about it. I want to move forward. We would never have been that close again like how we were, but we would have been able to be cordial, cool, and work up to whatever comfortability that we both were at in a friendship. But that lack of accountability and that lack of acknowledgement or responsibility and the gaslighting involved Made me feel like this is not somebody that naturally wants to be friends with me. They just don't want to be the bad guy, or they feel like courage to reach out on this one random day. But it work. It work. We're not little girls anymore, you know. You know how like you fall out with your friends when you play in double dutch and y'all fight over rope, and then the next day y'all going to eat candy together. We're not that at that point. Um, especially somebody like me, that I'm very, very, very cautious about the people who I have around me because I realize like as an empath, as someone who is giving, loving, and I would give my last. I I have had a habit of fucking myself up to help the next person get ahead. I can't really keep having people around me that will allow me to do that you know but that will allow me to like harm myself to make sure they're good so i'm very sensitive about the people i have around me because motherfuckers will watch you crash and burn and x how the hell did you light the fire so um but those are all good reasons as to why friendships um break up and if you have any opinions about Why friendships break up outside of like, you know, just growing pains. I think some people, you know, in my opinion, most relationships dissolve just because you grow apart. And I don't think they always necessarily dissolve. I think just things move because there's people you wouldn't even know that I'm friends with and still cool with. I ain't got no issues with that I talk to on a day-to-day basis, but you might not ever see me with them because of whatever reason. might live in different states we might, you know, just lifestyles are different and we don't really have much in common, but the love's still there. So speaking about the love still being there, so on TikTok, because I'm going to get into like a couple of celebrity stuff, but y'all know I'm a TikTok girly. I love TikTok. So um, right before the new year, I was on TikTok and there was this girl named Cam she states that she went on a date, she was sitting in somebody's apartment, and apparently the person that she went out on a date with left her to go have a conversation with her with his ex. Left her in his apartment so that he gonna have a conversation with his ex. So basically, she summarizes it, and I'm gonna summarize it because it's a long video, I and mean, normally I would pay play their videos for y'all, but it's mad long, and we don't got that kind of time. Um, a bitch worked all day. So, um, basically, the girl Cameron states that she has known this guy for some years, off and on. They kind of flirt, but nothing ever really happened. They just always remain really cool friends. Um, she might have had a boyfriend. She He may have had a girlfriend. Y'all know how it go. Like, sometimes, you know, you just have somebody that's in a tuck that you talk to when you single, when y'all both single or whatever. Um, he invited her to come over and chill. Um, and on her way to come chill with him, he asked her to pick up a bottle and said that he would um a bottle of liquor and that he would reimburse her when she came to the crib. Red flag number one, get that money up front because why can't he send you the money before you went to the liquor store But I digress, and two, who's sending you to the liquor store? A man's supposed to do that. I'm sorry like quitting much he should have had the whole he should have had the drinks on ice before you got there but yeah red flag number one he asked her to pick up a bottle she said she wasn't really in the mood of drink, so the bottle was essentially just going to be for him um within his apartment complex there was a co- a convenience store and a, a coffee shop she said she was tired because she just finished working just finished working so she went to go get a cup of coffee while doing so he pauses and said, and looks at a girl. She's like, what? What's up? And he says, that's my ex. He proceeds to call her, and she said that the girl's name was Ashton. That's important. So he screams out, Ashton, Ashton. The girl looks at him. This is what the girl Cameron is repeating. She says that the girl looks at him, turns around. Um, He then explains to Cameron that that's his ex. So she's like, I mean, what's going on? Like... He's like, oh, we just happen to live in the same building. So she's like, okay. Like, what's she upset? Like, to see you with another girl? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I don't know. So then they wind up all being at the same elevator. He tries to introduce the two girls. His ex, Ashton, is like looking at her, like looking at them crazy and just like, I don't want to meet her. And I don't want to talk to you. So, That she goes onto the elevator without them. They get on another elevator. Um, She asks like, what's going on? He brings her to his apartment and says, right right here, I'll be right back. I got to go talk to her. Cameron then sits in his apartment for 40 minutes. She made this first TikTok that I just described to y'all. And then she decided to leave. She says she waited that long because she Ubered there and she wanted him to pay for her Uber back home also reimbursed her for the liquor that he asked her to bring um so different people were offering different perspectives one of them was like she should have everybody agreed that she should have left as soon as he started screaming his ex's name honestly I would have left at that point because one why do you live in the same building as your ex Two, why did you ask me to come chill here as if you didn't know your ex lived in the building? And three, why are you screaming her fucking name like you couldn't have talked to her at any other time? And four, why did I have to buy the liquor? I would have left. So then it gets the plot thickens. The girl that was the ex gets on TikTok to tell her side of the story and she says her name wasn't ashton her name is ashley which red flag nobody knew who the fuck this girl was so i don't understand why she would like introduce herself to the world like that but she stitched the video and basically explained like the girl that was her boyfriend they literally broke up like the day before um She was pissed at him. He came to see her, and she was like, oh, you know, I'm glad you left after 40 minutes because, honey, you would have been waiting all night. We were, you can use your imagination. You would have been there all night waiting on him. Um, Yeah, don't let a man play you like that. Trying to make the girl Cameron feel like less thin and like be basically a mean girl. But the thing about it is, you let that man win. That man brought somebody to an apartment that y'all shared. Was intending to have a date with her. Intending to do whatever if she would have been all cool with it. If he wouldn't have ran into you. He then runs into you because this girl was supposed to just be someone that he was going to have a good time with. while y'all do y'all break up to up thing. And you weren't supposed to know about it. He was still going to keep you as a placeholder. And so instead of apology, you should have sent him back on his date and told him to get the hell away from you and, or walked your ass to that apartment and said, Listen, can you control your date? Because he does not want to leave me alone. So either you're going to spend some time with him or what? Because it won't be me. Like, whatever. Or just go about life anonymously. But you proceeded to tell us that this man brought another woman to you guys' apartment, planned on spending the time with her, and then instead of, and left her in his apartment so he can have sex with you if are disrespecting you. And that makes you the superior of the two when y'all both look crazy. But you look crazier because nobody, she didn't even say your name correctly. She never said anything about you. And you proceeded to allow that man to spend the night in your home. And you brought that mess into 2024. And this is why I say, this is why people aren't good friends. Because you're not even a girl's girl. You're not even a girl's girl. And that is the first thing about having being a friend. You have to be a girl's girl. Because a girl's girl would have done that. And you don't even lead with integrity or pride, you basically let this man do whatever he wanted to do and run amok in the palace and just say, oh yeah, cool. That's my man. And he going to stick beside me. And yeah, while you were in his apartment, we were doing whatever. How does that make you look? How did that make you superior? Because now, honestly, I just feel like he lucked up and got him a good dummy. And you're proud of it, and you felt chosen, and that's extreme pick-me behavior. Don't bring that into 2024. You started your year off totally, totally wrong, and you thought that she wound up deleting the video, but you thought that video was going to eat that girl up, and it made you look even crazier than she did. God bless. Speaking of looking crazy, Cardi B. Cardi B, leave us out your relationship. That's all I have to say. In 2024, please leave us out your relationship. Another person who brought the new year in on but on us. And honestly, Cardi B, I love, 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 love me some Cardi. I think she's hilarious. I think she's talented. She's definitely had star quality. But Cardi is the girl that we were talking about earlier when we were talking about people who choose men and stuff. That somebody that is being abused emotionally and spiritually, verbally, physically, whatever, in their relationship, they are going to spiral and take that shit out on everybody in arm's reach. And, and, and people that's not even in arm's reach, just to kind of do the same toxic thing because it's addicting. Like, remember that book we talked I talked about love addiction? This is a prime example of love addiction. Where this person does not mean you well. You literally spazed on Instagram because he was treating you like top-notch shit. And you got mad at your fans because you were posting, letting your fans, millions of fans, into your life on Christmas. By posting that you were with the husband in which you were screaming about the week prior. About how he uh, is emotionally damaging you and how you're going to be all right and everything like this. And he takes advantage of your kindness. And definitely I talked about it before leaving for the break that like that scream is a very real scream about somebody that is just fed up and they are tired of being hurt. The thing about people that are tired of being hurt, they're continuously waiting for the person that hurt them to feel remorse about it. And they can pretend. They can pretend so much that they feel remorse about hurting you, but baby they don't care. He does not care. She got mad at her fans for saying like, Oh, she's back with him, they're back in a relationship. Literally cursed her fans out on Twitter spaces or X Spaces, whatever it's called now. And um was screaming and cursing them out about minding their business and how she wasn't back with her husband and just because y'all wanna teach her a lesson by talking about her relationship with her husband, she's then going to decide to have sex with him. She goes on New Year's Day to explain how she had sex with her husband on New Year's Eve as if that's any of our business. You are married to that man. You can do whatever you want to do with that man. Why do you keep involving millions of strangers into your home? You are not understanding that essentially... The average genius, the average smart person walking the street does not care. You are catering. And mind you, most of these fans are like young. Most of y'all's pages are not grown adults. They are little kids. They are like Gen Z young, like younger Gen Zs. Why are you having this conversation about what it is that you decided to bring in the new year with the man that tormented you in the last year? You are bringing in another year of tormenting from this man, but go right on ahead because none of us married him. You did. Get the fuck off the internet. Like, remember back when Ri and I've been trying not to curse on the show, y'all. I really want to get sponsorship, but remember back when Rihanna was doing too much on socials and her team took away her socials and it was just brand managed. Cardi. I hate to tell you, I know you got famous on the internet. That's where I found you making funny videos in your apartment and in the poppy store. I do remember you doing it and I thought you were hilarious and everybody loves the fact that you know you're real. But there comes a point in life where you have to pull back and go incognito a little bit because you're too involved with people you're too involved with your fans and you're starting to feel like y'all are good girlfriends, have a good girl chat. But the thing is, you can no longer talk to your real friends about this situation because they're tired of fucking hearing it. Damn, I cursed again. Dang, I cursed again. The problem is they're tired of hearing it. That's why like, when celebrities go on live to spread out their business and talk and vent, is not because they feel like it's a safe space. They know everybody is very real and understand it is not. The internet is really not a safe space all the time, right? Like we put stuff out there. You can create a community, but when you allow for the masses to get a hold of it and you know that you got millions and millions of followers and you're going live on these socials to bring us into your toxicity and you're dumping, toxic mess all over your timeline and then get mad when people have an opinion about it it's because you cannot vent no more to the people in your life because they're burnt out and there's probably so much stuff we don't know and what I realized with women in those situations they love to keep people around that don't know what's the real the people that know the real have no more opinions about this they don't give a damn they're over it you see it which in your life. That one friend or that one family member that always got a new friend, don't really like people being around. they all them and their man always got new couples friends and everything else, or they like to be around new people, get to new new people, got a new bestie every year. It's because they don't like for people to really start knowing about what's really going on in their life and their household and their situation, and that gives cardi she can no longer vent to the people in her life. Because they know stuff that she tries to forget. They know all the stuff that she tries to act like doesn't exist, never happened. So when she's dwelling on the issue today, the issue today that he takes her for granted, those friends that she wants to vent they're thinking like, well, he took you for granted today. He cheated on you last week. He did this. He did that. He did that. She don't want to hear about the past. She wants to focus on the issue today because the issue today is easier to get over than whatever it was that was in the past. That's why she gets up on social media and screams, holler, and cries. And the problem about that is I feel very bad for you for having that experience. I think that you were at your breaking point. But anybody that can bring you to your breaking point like that on social media, when you have millions and millions of followers, millions of dollars, million-dollar opportunities, and you feel like you the only way that you can find solace is to scream at your phone at a bunch of empty faces about how you've been mistreated. Go get some help. And not with the interweb. Go get it. And the thing about it is, a lot of times we're scared to go to therapy because going to therapy is going to give you all the answers you need. And you don't want to deal with it. And trust me, I get it. I get it. We want the people who harm us to feel remorse and to do grand gestures, to make it up to us, to let us know that they didn't, they realized our worth. They didn't mean to hurt us, that they want to be with us. They want to head right off and do whatever you fantasized about the situation. We want them to do that. In reality, they probably just can't. And we just need to let that be okay. Like if you can't do that, then you can't. And at some point, Cardi, the sex, the money, the the fame, the adrenaline of it all is not going to be enough. And I hope you figure that out before it's uh too late. Because don't nobody want to be old and sad and miserable and wait. I I see it every day. Don't nobody want to wake up miserable because of the decisions they made when they was in their 20s and 30s. Choose for yourself now. Uh, This is quick. Sometimes I just don't understand the world that we live in today. And it makes me like, someone said like, you know, we were all separated in school based off like you know, understanding and comprehension and reading class when you were broken up in groups based off of your reading and comprehension. And now that we're adults, we're just all put together on social media and I feel like that every time because context, clues, um, educating yourself, reading about things, it's just so not happening. And and, in the most simplest ways or just the way that people think it just, sometimes it's just so draining to me because people, we live in this world where there's like, everybody has an entitled to their opinion and you can't get mad at people over their opinion. And it's like, some of these opinions actually have facts surrounding it, but y'all didn't bother to check in on the facts. You just wanted to go with what you thought was popular. And when it's not up, up your to your taste, you want to bash it. And this is not just to little Boosie because I've seen several people post about this. So little Boosie decided to go on a rhetoric and tweet out or Facebook about how he left the color purple, the musical that I believe is an amazing film. He left the theater early with his nine and seven year old daughter because it's not a film appropriate for seven for his daughters. Because there was lesbian scenes. As far as, I, I, spoil it, spoil it. Ain't nobody really having sex in that movie. But the people that are raping, Sealy. You do not see Suge and Sealy engage in sex. You see two women kissing. Much like any other thing that Lil Boosie puts out. Much like when he was telling people to put their vaginal lips on live and he send them a hundred dollars. So also there is a book about the color purple. There is a movie that came out in 1985 about the color purple. There was a Broadway play about the color purple. There are millions and millions of articles about the book, the film, the Broadway show that you can literally search. I have talked about this on a podcast that I realized I was watching A Color Purple at a very young age and I didn't understand all of the things and the nuances that were actually occurring. I didn't really, I just knew certain parts as like I wanted to be an actress. I could repeat lines, but I did not understand until I read the book as a teenager how sad the movie is. So before you even get to silly and should having some type of relationship and exploring their sexuality, and the first time where this battered woman feels loved and not abused, you see that she was raped by the man she believed that was her father more times than she can count, result in in two children that were later so, taken from her and sold to the reverend of the town because his wife was infertile. You then see Mr. try to marry Nettie, who is significantly younger than Silly. Silly was just 15. I believe Nettie was 12. And he's a grown man with children and wanted to marry Nettie. And when I say grown man, Mr. was in his 30s. He was a grown, grown man, right? He wants to marry Nutty. He had... um, His wife just died because she was killed by her side dude, right? And he didn't care too much about her having a side dude because he was sleeping with Suge Avery and had several children with her. So by the time we see adult Suge... I mean, adult Sealy, she was raped by the man she believed was her father. Her two children... Resulting in two children that she thought were developing incest. And she they were stolen from her. Then you see that she was sold for a mule to marry Mister in exchange because he really wanted her sister. But the father said the sister was too young and smart and might be something in this world and silly ain't gonna be shit. So she's verbally abused, right? This is all before you get up and decide to leave people like Boosie because he's just you know, just another ignorant person, but there's a lot of you. You and mind you, I'm not telling y'all the musical. I'm telling you it was literally the storyline of the book, the movie, the film, the musical, the Broadway show. This is not a secret. You then see her go to this home as a fifteen year old little girl. She has to he's riding a horse and he makes her walk all the way to his home. The first time, the first moment she's in the house, he makes her clean his disgusting, nasty-ass house. And then he slaps the hell out of her for no fucking reason. Other than to instill fear in her because he knows that she's fearful. Her dad already explained how to abuse her and how to get her to do what he wanted to do. That she has no thoughts, she has no opinion, she does whatever he wants, she's scared of her own shadow. That's what he's already explained to her. That she does not have any, you know, will. She just, it was beaten out of her already. It was stolen from her already. Because they continue to call her ugly and abuse her the entire time. But none of these men can get from on top of her. Then you see her sister come near. And this man tries to then rape her sister and kicks her out of her house and separates her from her sister and continues to mentally physically abuse this woman for years to come, separating her from the one person that loved her. All of this is occurring prior also you see that Sophia is being abused by her husband. All of this is occurring that is Out of no way, shape, and form, a movie for a seven or nine year old because the movie is PG 13. PG 13 means with parental guidance and understanding from your parents, you can watch this film. It is highly encouraged for your parents to explain the nuances of this film prior to you watching it or during the time in which you are watching it. The movie, the book, the play, the musical are not movies for a seven or nine-year-old beyond the fact of you being upset about homosexuality in this film. Meanwhile, you have promoted homosexuality through your music because you talked about how you have threesomes and girls doing things with girls. Women that you find attractive doing things to each other. And because you feel like When you do it, it's okay, but when it is in mass media, for some reason, Boosie, you forget that you are also mass media. That is not wrong. You have done the exact same thing. The only thing is, it wasn't for your sexual pleasure, but this movie was built to show love through women and how women love each other. And it's not a lesbian story. It's a very poignant story that has lesbianism in it. But the the movie is essentially about how men were treating women during that time and how the only way that they can find love is through each other, whether it be physically, emotionally, or just a sisterhood. They did not ride off in the sunset together, Suge and Silly. They experimented. Suge went on to marry somebody else. And she had showed genuine love to someone who was constantly abused. And the only love she ever received was from her sister. So before you got up, you watched all of this abuse happen to this woman, and you didn't feel the need to get up then, I would have respected you if you would have walked up and said, listen, I know all this shit was in this movie. I ain't never watched this shit. I just knew that everybody was going to go see it. I was going to bring my daughters because I saw a lot of women. Once I saw that um, she was abused, I don't want to get up. But abuse is not something that you have shied away from your children. Your children have watched you hit women, women be hit around you, I'm sure. Watch men hit women or all of that chaos. Watch the beast. Watch dark-skinned women be called ugly. Watch Young girls have children out of their will. They have watched it. And then you guys, because now I'm not just talking about Boosie. I'm talking about the general public They felt like, you know, the lesbianism of this movie is where you draw a fine freaking line at. This is not a movie for children, period. I say it all the time. I was watching this movie and I didn't even understand that the girl was getting raped when I watched it as a little girl. I didn't know what I was watching. You know, that's how the movie starts. Do your research before you try to take your children to see movies because what you should have been fucking taking them was to see Waka. That is filming. Beyoncé's Renaissance is filming. You should have took them to see that. But you just always want to make a statement. So many of you people want to make statements because you want to show your lack of intelligence and show off your ignorance. Just like going to see a musical. And realizing you don't like musical, God bless you all. Because the children are in our future. And y'all are the people that are having them and guiding them. And I just find it so crazy. I find it crazy how people like me are hesitant to have children. Because I don't want to fuck them up. But you motherfuckers just have them willy-nilly. And just don't give a damn. God bless. Um, We are... I had another topic... But I feel like this one topic is going to be even more in the next week. So I'm gonna bring this back next week. Um, so now it's time for the glow up topic. And um, I saw this post and I felt like that was very poignant for the first episode of the year. So it says Hold on, y'all. All right. So it says, unburden yourself. The easiest way for us to get overwhelmed is when we try to hoard all the responsibilities, even if it's not ours to carry. So today unburden yourself of those extra loads. If it's beyond your control, let it go. Allow God to comfort you and give you rest. If you're overburdened, the first thing to do is to stop focusing on other people's life and start surrendering everything to God. But if you don't believe in God, surrender things to yourself. Right? Um... I feel that because I feel like I'm someone that I naturally want to help the world. Like, I want to make sure everybody's okay. I hate to see the people I love especially hurt. I hate to see, you know, somebody out on the streets hungry. At any given random time, if I got it, I'll go in. Like, if I go in Wawa and somebody says they're hungry, I'm just going to buy them some food because I would hate to be hungry. If there is somebody that needs like a smile. I'm going to crack a joke, even though, even though I don't have it in me to smile myself. Like sometimes I overburden myself with trying to unburden those around me. And that's why I said where we experience extreme burnout because we're carrying the loads for other people. And this year while I want to be supportive of everyone and, I everybody that I love and anybody that I have become friends with, have genuine love for, I'm I'm definitely still gonna be there and that's not what I'm saying. I don't want to carry anything that's not mine. That means if I have energy, if I have the bandwidth to help you hold you know, help you hold up and be there for you, I will. But after I leave you, I have to leave those issues there. I can't make, you know, how, you know, it, let's say you got a friend that's like, oh, I don't know how to pay rent. I got all this going on. I lost my job. I don't know how to pay rent. Somebody like me will take that on as a mission, even if I don't got the money to just give them the pay rent because, you know, hey, inflation, cost of living, it's all the thing. I don't have the money to help them, like, to pay their rent outright. I'm going to burden myself mentally to find solutions to their issue to the point where sometimes the person with the issue don't even do any fucking work. And I'm doing all the work because I just feel like, let me let me do this or they have people in place that can help and won't. You know, like I've had that happen or I had like where it's just expected. For me to be there and, you know, triumph through. Or, you know, there's sometimes people that will call you because their day is fucked up and you had a pretty RA day, but they'll call you and tell you all about their bad day. And damn, now you feel that energy of their bad ass day. And you have, you can listen and let somebody vent if you have the space to do it. But leave that, once you hang that phone call up, Leave that burden with that person. If there's something you do to help, like if someone called you, like I said, like, let's say, like, behind on rent. Hey, check out this check out this organization I know about. Um, maybe I get paid this day. Give me some time to look over my budget. Let me see what I can uh, squeeze to help you out. Blah, say, blah, 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 right? But that does not mean that their issue is now yours to solve. And that is something I have continuously struggled with. And it might just, you know, be due to nurture and not nature and then, you know, just figuring shit out. Like I said, I was also a social worker for a year. So my brain is always going to be to help people. Um, but one of the things I experienced when I was in that field was being over heightened with trauma and listen to trauma or having people's problems, their problem, when when people's problems is your job to fix, it just becomes a lie, you know? So given that grace day, when I clock out, I'm, I'm going to provide all the resources to this person, but when I clock out, I got to go on about my life and I can't hold on to John Doe's issues about whatever the hell is going on in their life. I can't take that home with me. I empathize. And when I clock back in tomorrow morning, I'll focus back on their issues. But when I leave here, no, it's for me. It's for me and it's time for me. And knowing that I don't have to, I believe in God and knowing that God sees us all through certain situations. I'm just going to put that on God, put that into the universe. That I'm going to pray, I'm going to manifest it, you know. This outcome comes out right for this person, that if there is something in me that can help, that God gives me the strength or the universe gives me the strength to be able to do so. And I'm going to put it out there in the world. And if I got it in me, I'm going to help. If I can't, if it's going to make me uh inconvenience, overload me, weigh me down, then I can't participate in it. That does not mean I abandon you. That does not mean you abandon anybody. That just means that this time around, you have to worry about your own shit. You Anytime that you, my therapist ate my ass up with this. Anytime that other people's problems are stressing you out, you need to take some time and focus on what the hell you got going on because I guarantee there is something in your life that you're not focusing on and you should be and you're avoiding it. So the next time somebody problems become your problems, take a pause, take a step back and reevaluate your own life to figure out how can you help you because you're trying to help somebody else and you need help in another area. So help you help yourself because you can't take care of everybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. So this year for your own peace of mind, for your own health, I'm burdening yourself with the issues of others. Only lift light weights, only feel light as a feather, feel good, stiff as a board, light as a feather, and focus on you and what you got going on and unburden yourself. And mind you, I promise, I promise, 10 times out of 10, people are not expecting you to solve their issues. That's your own brain. Like I tell myself all the time, this person did not tell you this because they want you to fix it. Your wacky-ass brain, DeAndra, is telling you that they're telling you this so that you can fix it because you're a fixer. No, the fuck I not. I'm just a girl living in this world, figuring out day by day, every day, and doing the best I can with what I got. So I got to continuously tell myself, like, cool out. Relax. They did not tell you this to burden you or to give you a task to fix. That's their shit. You got yours. You do not have to solve the problems of the entire world. It's okay. So hopefully you want to go into the new year with this. And maybe this um, triggered something in your head. So hopefully this helps you and makes you think about things this year. And putting yourself first and focus on, on all the things you could be doing to work on yourself before you jump into being with somebody else literally and figuratively honey so happy new year may this year be full of glow ups and triumphs and fulfilling blessings and an overflow of love and abundance great health prosperity all the good things that we need in the world I hope you smile more than you cry this year and I hope you have the best time of life. And, you know, thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Share this with a friend. Um, uh, rate and review on all of those podcasts and networks. Also follow on Instagram at JSTLetItGlow let it glow and on TikTok at I am on TikTok at just let it glow pod on TikTok and on just- on Twitter at just let it glow. Again, you can follow me xo XO_Dion- underscore Deandre Quiera. I appreciate you all for listening. Also, if you have any listener letters, please feel free to write them out. I would love to hear how y'all winter uh, holiday break went. So. Um, Make sure you uh, email us at justletitfulpine at gmail.com. And once again, as I've said before, cease fire and free Palestine. Have a good year.